Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One alive, one dead. One fictional. It's up to you who you choose. You pick them all. It's up to you who you choose. You pick them all. Who you having? Make it who you wish. This is your dinner party. And it's your guest list. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Guest List with Jake Lambert. The podcast reminds you comedians to find out who would be their perfect dinner party guests. But they can only pick three. One has to be alive, one has to be dead and one has to be fictional. This week we are joined by Rachel Fairburn. It's a cracking episode. Uh, Rachel is a fan of the show and she did a very lovely tweet a couple of weeks ago to say how much she was enjoying it. So I, of course, got her on. Um, We really sort of got stuck in to the topics, as you'll hear. She chose great guests, which sort of, each one sort of took us off on a tangent. I do have to say one thing. Um, I forgot, for some reason... Uh, to do the bit where I ask uh, about what a dinner party would be like and give us some quickfire questions. Um, I've also had a few comments about my inability to pronounce signature dish. But again, can't do it. So, um, uh, sorry that that's not in there, uh, but I've done that for you now. Um, also, apparently I pronounce Birmingham weirdly, but there you go. Um, it's a great episode. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, please remember to rate and review and subscribe and tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody. Uh, thanks again for the uh, the donations. Um, I've had, oh, somebody did get in touch and say they didn't understand how to do it. I think it should be in the description. Um, I know it's on iTunes because I can see it. I don't know about the other ones, but I think if you go into the description of each episode, there's like a little bit that takes you to a thing called, oh, I'll try and find it now. It's called, um... Oh, no, it just says, support this show, and there's a link. Um, absolutely no pressure. It's very nice if you do, but no worries at all. Please just share it and uh, review it. And again, thanks for downloading, and please enjoy my conversation with Rachel Fairburn. I've been in a... I was in Lincolnshire for a little bit, Ooh, a few days, lovely. with my boyfriend's family. No, that was nice. Um, he stayed there for a bit and I've come back to London. But you've got me on a good day because I'm going to Manchester tomorrow. Oh, and I've not, been, I've not been back for over a year. Oh, no way. Yeah, and it was just like a last minute thing. I thought, bank holiday weekend, got nothing to do. Um, boyfriend's not here. My mates are, I mean, I don't want to spend the entire time in the pub. So I thought, I'll text my mates and they're like, yes, come up. I'm like, can't wait. But also, we should make time to see my mum because not seeing my mum for over a year, so it's going yeah. to be quite. It, I think she'll be quite offended otherwise. I'd imagine. 
imagine so, yeah. I mean, I speak to it every single day about three or four times, but I have to make time for that. But I'm quite excited. I feel like, like oh, got stuff to do. So where are you now then? I'm in Walthamstow. Very nice. I didn't realise I realise you were in London. Yeah, so I moved down here about, God, about three years ago, I think. Oh, great. What is your, um, what is your, sorry, this sounds like I'm probing now. What does your boyfriend do? Oh, he's a, he makes adverts. Oh. He's a he's a producer, but he's just set up his own company. So he's like, I mean, he's, you know, when somebody, it's like during lockdown, he's like, do you know what? I think now's the time to do something that I want to do. I'm going to set up my own company. He's been working really hard. And I think he's like stressing himself out a bit. So his parents live in the Lincolnshire countryside. So he's gone back home for a bit of re- recuperation. Who oh, can blame? right. I mean, that's yeah. a very London thing to do. Just going to escape to the countryside. Isn't it just? I mean, what do... I mean, what do I do? I escape to bloody Manchester. Yeah. But that's that's the thing. Is he is he originally from Lincolnshire? Yes. That's the difference, yes. then, isn't it? Because yeah. you, like me, I, I guess you you from Manchester, then. Yeah. So if we just grow up in a, I didn't grow up in a city, but I grew up near London. So I, if I go too rural for too long, it starts driving me mad. I get confused yeah, yeah, of yeah. why I'm there. I'm like, why aren't we all? Yeah, I find it really weird now. So I, what, one thing I've really noticed when I go to a different city or, you know, or I go back to, well, when you could go back to Manchester properly and see people, everyone's yeah. slow. Everything's like, people yeah. walk slower. And I'm like, can you move? Can we just get the thing done? Piss yeah. off out of the way. And I, I've sort of become like this annoying sort of, I've got, that's the London trait that I've picked up. that I'm like constantly rushing around and, you know, really walking so fast that where everyone else is like ambling along and, you know, it's like, like it's we went to a couple of pubs last week and I was like, can we get on with this? Like, why is everybody just, everyone knows each other, don't they? They're like, all right, Bob, how's it going? And they're all having a little oh chat. Oh, my I'm like, God. Yeah, exactly. I, we, I did that. We did a tour of the Highlands once. And there would every time we went to, like, a new place, a guy would pick us up and, like, take us around. And he was, like, I guess the, the event sort of manager or whatever. And every time he would drive you from your hotel to the venue and he would stop and he would be waved. And I I would, th- I thought, are they doing this just because we're here? Is this fake? Is the whole thing, if, by the way, if you've got a Londoner in your car, just wave around and pretend we all know each other. So it sort of freaks them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that I could like walk around London, I reckon I could walk around London for 12 hours and not see anybody I know. Oh, 100%. And it's always so weird when you do see someone, you know, because I remember you know, a couple of years ago I was on the Tube and I was going to, I can't remember where I was going, but um, just on the Tube, did Darren Harriet got on? And I went, Darren? <laughs> but you know, you just think of all the places you could be, it's a city of millions of people and you yeah. got on the same Tube. And I wasn't even going anywhere popular. It was like I was going somewhere really obscure and I was like, what are you doing here? It was just so weird. I've done that with Sean weirdly. We were at Oxford Circus and we were supposed to be meeting in about two hours time and I was in between meetings and I guess he was too and we were both crossing so we were both the opposite side from where the top top shop used to be you know that you can like do the whole diagonal cross on that junction. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was one side of the road, he was the other. And we both sort of turned and just looked at each other and just went, well, that's this is it then, we'll just do it now. <laughs> it was so weird. It was like the whole of London and we just saw each other. It was absolutely yeah, bizarre. It's, it's, but I say it's only happened like once it's happened. But when, yeah. I say what does happen occasionally, like, Euston Station, you know, when it, when you could move around and everything was all right, um, I... The amount of people that I used to see if I was going back to Manchester, 
and it, uh, it'd be like a comedian from the northwest circuit had come to London to do a gig, and I have to admit the amount of like, oh god, I don't want to speak to them. <laughs> I, to I see it all the time. They, that we, I just, they got off. What's weird? So I've weird. had that when I was going. I think maybe where was I going? I don't know if it was Manchester, but I was going somewhere, and somebody from the place was coming uh, into London, and we met at Euston just by, by chance. And it was yeah. almost like you know, when, do you ever see like a uh, uh, like a police car go speeding past you, and then one, and then the one where it, the way it was going, one just meanders sort of from that direction. I'm like, why didn't you just do the job? I remember saying to them, I was like. <laughs> We might have just done each other's gigs here. You can, you can just stay in Manchester. I can sleep in a boat been home by 10. It would have been lovely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think I'm looking forward to going back tomorrow because I say not been there for, and I don't know what's going to happen. Uh-huh. I'm going to go back. I'm going I'm to get really pissed off because I'll go, well, that isn't what it used to be. That used to be a really good pub, that. Oh, that's a new shop there, is it? <laughs> You're, yeah, you're going to be one of those people. You moved to London and you changed. Yeah, well, this is it. And the thing is, though, I reckon, give me half an hour back with my Manchester mates and I'm going to be like, Way. I'm going like, to be full on mank again. You'll be like Perry. He's gone up there. Exactly. Yeah, that, that'll be, I'll tell you, after my first pint tomorrow, that'll be me. I'll be swaggering around like this <laughs> and giving it the bigger. Can't wait. Professional northerner. And I hate that kind of stuff. You know, when people are like, yeah, I'm a mank me, or like, yeah, I'm northern. I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit about that. Me back for half an hour. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of uh, actually when you and I geeked together, which was Stafford Gatehouse. Stafford Gatehouse, yeah. In 2017. Do you realise that? <gasps> no. That is mad. No way. Oh my it's crazy, gosh. isn't it? Yeah. Me, me, you and Andrew Bird. I can't believe how long that was. Oh, God, yeah. Fucking hell, that was so long ago. I can't even remember the gig. It was... Um, I remember, oh, I, I remember I've meeting I've done it you. a few times. So it's like, it's a funny one, actually, where um, it's, it's a big theatre, but you've got the art centre bit, which is where, like, the Friday club gig is. So, um, sorry, Friday, Saturday, isn't it? So it's Saturday one. But what happens is often people are touring in the big one. So I think it's happened yes. a few times where uh, I think John Bishop's popped in and sort of joined the interval, gone down to the dressing room, because obviously he would have done that on the way up. And then he just went, oh, can I just go out and do like five minutes? So he just went out and did a bit. So I think it's because everyone sort of oh. does that gig and then goes back and then plays that theatre. It's like always, if they're there on the same night, they're like, great, I'll pop on. All right, John, do you know what I mean? Let people have a go. Bloody yeah, hell, mate, you're upstairs, yeah, sold yeah. out, sod off. <laughs> Someone's got to follow that. Yeah. How about <laughs> John? <laughs> you do five minutes here, I'll run upstairs for a bit, shall I? <laughs> hey, John, if they wanted to see you, they'd have had a ticket for your show. Because there's been a, what was it? It was the, was it the Birmingham Glee when um, Lee Evans was doing one of the rooms? So, I think he was maybe on the main stage and he wasn't doing the second one in this smaller room. So the smaller room was apparently a horrific gig where everyone in there was just fully aware that they're not seeing Lee Evans and they'd heard yeah. word that he was in the main rooms. Absolutely fuming. <laughs> Everyone's down in their ass. And another story is that same venue, McIntyre went to do the smaller room in Birmingham when he was working up some stuff. I think maybe he was filming, I think maybe they were, he was doing the road show around the corner but they wouldn't believe it was him to the point we had to just leave the stage. They just wouldn't, they couldn't accept it. It was him. They would, what did they think it was? A fucking hologram or something? 
Yeah, that's they insane. Just, they just wouldn't wouldn't accept it. So nothing. And I guess the thing is, the more he tries to be him, the more it looks like someone doing an impression. Also, what is the attitude of that? Like, oh, nothing good ever happens to us. That can't be Michael McIntyre. Yeah. Like, what is the downtrodden attitude there? Like, oh no, can't be Michael McIntyre. That's so funny. Because <laughs> I guess he's one of those people that is easy to. I mean, he is. Which I suppose is a good thing. Like someone who's so famous is often you can often do a little. If you're not good at impressions, you can do an impression of them, can't you? Like yeah. people, people can do a Russell Brand, or they can do a Michael. People can do Michael McIntyre. Like, oh hello, you know that that you'd know it was Michael McIntyre, even though it's shit. Yeah. But yeah, so if it, if he's really McIntyreing it up, yeah. <laughs> It must sort of look surreal if he's doing that on a, on their small stage. I guess it must have just looked too surreal for them that they were just like, they just weren't having it. Oh, wow. You got you. Going. So don't get too famous because the audience will just refuse to know it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love <laughs> him to be me for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, he could have just started doing some other stuff he'd wanted to try, but he was too famous to do. He'd be like, maybe he wanted to do some really sort of anecdotal stuff, yeah. really sort of open, raw. <laughs> <laughs> but um you are such a perfect guest because you've listened to the show i love it yeah thank you and thanks for your tweet by the way that was so nice well hey listen i'll tell you what there's some shit out there so when i listen to stuff that's good i want to share it with people because sometimes you listen to stuff and you're like okay oh, you now this is shite I wouldn't, you know and there's things that i hate listening to as well um but like but yeah I, I just really enjoyed it the the one with sean was really funny uh Love the one with McCaffrey, uh, but I've been saving it as well. So I've been like, because when I find something I really like, I think, oh, if I've got like I've got a train journey tomorrow, I might I'll save that for me train journey. And then oh, sometimes I really love a podcast, and then I get asked to be on it. I'm like, oh, that's an episode I'm not going to listen to because I can't listen to myself. <laughs> I'm sort of doing myself out of stuff. Rachel, what? There's been yes. a knock at the door. First guest of the evening. <laughs> it's your alive guest. So who's at the door? Yeah. Who's <laughs> at the door? Oh my god, it's Danny Dyer. Oh, I was not expecting that at all. Ah, okay, okay. I'm intrigued okay. to see who you thought it might have been. But I uh I uh I, Danny Dyer, love him. He is just hilarious. He's natural, he's a bit of a geezer, isn't he? He's a bit of a naughty boy, you can tell. Um, I just love him. I think he's. I think he'd just be an absolute laugh riot. I think from the minute he walked in, I think he'd make himself comfortable. I think yeah. he'd pour his own drinks. I think he'd really take over. I think he'd better have some great stories. And the thing is, well, so me and my sister, we um, we don't get on that well. But the mm. one thing we've always had in common is the fact that we both love Danny Dyer. That's like, amazing. We love him so much. We cannot get enough of him. I used to have a Danny Dyer calendar years ago. I used to have a mug with him on. Like, I love him. Like, I cannot get enough of him. And uh, so my boyfriend, when we first got together, he bought me a Fitbit, which sounds like a passive-aggressive present, but it's not. I do a lot of exercise, so he was being nice. Right, <laughs> so he bought me a Fitbit. We watched, I can't remember watching, but Danny Dyer was on it. And I went, oh, look at me, heart rate, it's gone right up. My heart was like, I love it. But also, the thing about him is, what I love about him is, I just think, his Who Do You Think You Are episode. Oh, my God. 
It is perfect. It is so good. Like the these little clips of it go around the internet now. That sort of thing when he finds out he might be a royal, and he's like, "I feel I might get a rough." Yeah. And it's <laughs> talking about what is it when he pulls up to the place and he goes, "The guy's got a drawbridge," and he just can't believe it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like but the episode. It's like where's it gonna end? Like I yeah. can't believe how far this has gone. <laughs> Because it, it was like, what? It was incredible. Like, it was just so good. But also I found, I spoke to someone a couple of weeks ago who uh, produces his podcast that he does with his daughter, Danny Dyer. And, oh, of course. Um, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So I love that. The fact that he's called his daughter, Danny. I think that's great. Um, he's got, apparently he's had gates put on his house with like a, the royal his royal crest and all this kind of stuff. I love him. He's like, to me... As someone who was brought up on a council estate, I just love the fact that he is such a successful man, but he's yeah. still got that council about him. I yeah, love yeah, it. yeah. It hasn't hasn't washed off at all, has it? I just think he's brilliant. The thing is, though, I know he's a bit of a naughty boy as well because I don't think he's um, he's not that. Uh, I mean, he's had a couple of um, slip ups, hasn't he? Should we say? But I think he can charm oh. his way out of anything. Right. Is he one of those people who, sorry, is he one of those people who sort of uh, manages to avoid it, part of his character? Yeah. And also, it kind of bugs me a bit, you know, when um, I don't know what people expect from celebrities or, or comedians in particular. Like, yeah, if someone's like a horrible, um, if someone's treating people really badly, then yeah, the, you know, the, there's got to be action taken. But people are fundamentally pricks, aren't they? You know what I mean? Like, people. <laughs> People are human. People do things that, you know, mm. are not necessarily morally right. But as long as it's like, to me, it's just like, well, you know, whatever. It's it's not, you know, I, I wouldn't accept it. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I kind of think, yeah, well, people are, men and women are flawed. People do things. And you can't really, you know, we've got a bloody prime minister who can't keep his trousers on. So, <laughs> it's yeah, that kind of thing. It, but this is it with Danny Day. You could, as I say, you could put him in any situation, and he, you could put him in like, a, say he went to, if he met the Queen. Yes, I mean, which I'd love now. to see. She's single now. I reckon she'd be wanting to get off with him within like twenty minutes. A hundred percent. He's so charming. He's just a funny bloke. Do you know what I mean? He's just. He's sort of done well, yeah. hasn't he? Because he's sort of gone from, was it like, like human traffic? And then he had like football factory. And then there was yeah. a while where he sort of became a little bit of a joke, but he sort of, yeah. he sort of rode it out and sort of became self-aware. So yes. now he's like, I mean, there's like some great documentaries of his when it's like Danny Dyer's deadliest blah, blah, yeah. whatever. And he's sort of, and they're amazing. And he's, he's met sort of a, is it like Paddy and he sort of spent time with them and it's in- incredible oh, yeah, in yeah. these situations and he's sort of the bit when he sort of talks about his beliefs in UFOs but it could all come across terribly if it was someone else but he just manages to ride it or he's fully self-aware so he can be on these shows and he's not trying to be a hard man he can tell he's openly he's a bit I think there's once where he's there and he's gonna he's gonna he's with uh, the travellers he's gonna be spending a night with them he's actually a little bit sort of scared about it and he sort of admits yeah, yeah. it and then he's sort of, we've had him, uh, I wrote on uh, Ranganation and he comes on that and he's just brilliant. 
he's almost yeah. like it's it's impossible to sort of write around him because he's just he just or you just want to go, Danny, just be you. That's all. We yeah, need. exactly. That's what I mean. He, he can just be himself, and he is just it's just funny, you know. Yeah. And I think um, I, I I look like I, as well. People often forget that you know Harold Pinter thought he was an amazing actor as well, and he's performed in like on Broadway and stuff like that. So, oh really. Yeah, so he's like had this oh. when he was very young. He's had this very serious acting career, right. and then, and then he, you know, he did he, people. He, people try to. I think people try to do him down a little bit. Um, oh really? Yeah, I think people have this thing when someone's a bit of a you know when someone's really thoroughly working class. Mm. I think people have a bit of a an attitude about it and think, who do they think they are? You know, and right. you, you want to put people down. Yeah. Um, and also, he's unashamedly himself, and I just think he'd be a right old laugh at a dinner party. Yeah, I think I think you're so right, especially at a dinner party. I imagine he'd be such a laugh, and he is he is sorry unashamedly himself. And I think the only problem is with that, with being an actor, then is that if people know you too well, they sort of can't buy into you acting anymore. It's like yes. the best actors are those ones who are just distant enough away from yeah. us, where we sort of you know they're, they're a bit sort of aloof and mysterious. Like Ryan Gosling, for example, is a good example yeah. of someone who's so popular, but he's not on social. You're not going to find him on social media. I think yeah. the only real sort of social media thing I've done was, did you ever see the guy? I think he was Scottish and he would do the internet videos of him uh, feeding Ryan Gosling, trying to feed Ryan Gosling uh, oh, cereal. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, right. and Ryan Gosling would sort of like, it was at the point where in a film where he shook his head. I think it might be The Notebook. But that that guy who did those videos died, I think about f- four years ago. So Ryan Gosling just uploaded a picture a video sort of him with a bowl of cereal and he sort of takes Aww. it and then he actually eats it oh that's very nice isn't it exactly yeah and the opposite side to that is if you put yourself out there too much people can't sort of accept you anymore as i guess yeah. as like being an actor exactly which is a shame, but i think it's true i mean he is he's he's just great as himself you want him as himself mm. don't you yes. you, don't, you know and he was perfect and he, he's perfect in eastenders um I just think he's he's brilliant. What I loved when he joined EastEnders was everyone loved like Alfie Moon, like Shane Richer. And then when Danny Dyer joined, everyone was like, I love Mick Carter. He just, <laughs> he just, like, he just stole everyone's hearts and I loved him for it. I I, think he's for great. some reason, I, EastEnders depresses me so much. So I've never watched it. <laughs> but I love that he went and did it. Yeah. I, loved, I used to be obsessed with EastEnders and I used to, I watched it religiously until I can't remember what storyline it was and I remember it was in I was in Edinburgh uh, and it was 2018 and I'd saved them up you know for like after my show I was like oh brilliant I've got three standards to catch up on and I put it on I was like fucking hell like I'm in Edinburgh things are a bit stressful this is bringing me down and I didn't watch it I've not watched it again oh right until the boat crash um oh and then I went off it again yeah, I reckon it's the sort of thing, and you know the way soaps are made anyway, where they sort of, you know, they give too much information with every sentence. So it's yes. like, but you're my sister. And you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. great. So I pick it up. <laughs> so it just means that every Christmas when it's on, I can, I've, I've just dipped in every couple of years, and I think I probably know as much as anybody who's watched every single episode in between. Yes. I get it. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, that's it. Such a great choice. I love that. Have you met him? I haven't. I'd love to, but I, think, I, I genuinely think like I, I, it's not easy for me to get starstruck. I think as well when so you work in comedy, you sort of meet 
people all the time, yeah. don't you? So mm. it's really easy to meet your heroes and stuff, isn't it? Like, you know, like I, I gigged with Joe Joe Brand a month or so ago, and I was like, right. oh my God, it's Joe Brand. Like, so it's and then you meet them, and they're just dead sound, and they're just normal people. Um, yeah, I think I'd, I think if I met Danny Dyer, I think I'd definitely go red because I do blush very easily. I think I'd go red, and I I think I would. I'd be like, oh my god! I used to have a calendar with you on. Ooh. So I think I'd probably be pathetic if I met him. Absolutely pathetic. And also, I bet he. Yeah, I can imagine what he smells like, though. Like I can imagine he smells oh, yeah. like ciggies and a bit of expensive perfume. And for some reason, I quite like that, and I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be uh, as anyone would. I don't think I've ever heard uh, like Mr. Darcy described as that. But I know what yeah, you mean. But- that's it. I like a bit of rough, you see. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I just think. And he, also, he wouldn't complain about the food. He'd be, I think he'd be like, he'd eat, he'd eat anything. Yeah, I, I, imagine, I imagine so. Wouldn't be, if it was a fine dining, he wouldn't be intimidated. And if it was a cheeseburger, he'd be more than happy. I can imagine him going, you know what? I love a cheeseburger. It just does the job. And if it's fancy, he goes, I love all this fancy stuff, me. I feel like proper exactly. naughty eating this. I'm like, look yeah, exactly. at that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Love it. It's- Yes. And speaking earlier of our uh, bad uh, impressions, that's one where you can just do it and people assume it's who you're doing. <laughs> exactly. There you go. We all knew who you, taught, who you were doing. You can clip that out and put it out there and people say, oh, that's Danny Dyer. We'll do that as a test. Yes, do it. <laughs> Another knock at the door. Oh. Second guest of the evening. Oh, my goodness. Dead guest. So oh, you and Danny goodness. have a lovely time. Knock at the door. Who's joining? Oh. Oh, hello! It's Elvis Presley. Wow. Okay, you've gone. You've gone. You've gone to the top. Oh yeah. I can't yeah. believe he I hasn't mean, come up yet. Who wouldn't want to have dinner with Elvis? Now, as uh, it's your choice, he's coming back. At what age are you bringing him back? Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. Oh, do you know what? I think I'm going to go for him. The later years. Because, oh, okay. Not too late, I guess. Not not too late, no. Not not too fat is what we're trying to say. Yeah. And um, maybe um the Aloha from Hawaii years where he's got the you know, he's he's back. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think if you have young Elvis, you're not gonna have all the stories, are you? You know he's not lived the life, he's not great you know, points. He's not got, you know, he's, he's not met everybody. He's not. Because the thing is, every every famous person from that time has a story about Elvis. Like, yeah. you know, Elvis or, you know, Frank Sinatra and Elvis or whatever. Um, I'd love to hear Elvis talk about who he's met and what he thinks of him. But also, I'm a huge Elvis fan, though. And I've been to Graceland. Have uh, you? Yeah, I went when I was. Did you see the ghost? I didn't, sadly, now. When I was 21, I went. And the, the reason I went was because I got um, I got a tax rebate, which I've never had before in my life. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got a tax rebate. Oh, what am I going to do with this £500? Which, to me, at that age, was like, millionaire. Yeah. And my mum was, like, was like, don't waste it. You should save it. And I was like, no, I'm going to Graceland. Um, and I saved up a bit of my money, and I went. And I when that. I went, it was, it was really... Um, it was such a quiet time. I went in like April, I think, and it was really quiet. Um, so there was only like six of us on the tour. You go around in groups that take, take you around Graceland. Uh, yeah. So it was really, I went on, so Elvis's private jet, well, his 
Boeing 747, whatever it is, is just there for you to walk on. And I was the only person oh, on it. No. I, I didn't know this. I didn't know he had this. It was amazing. It was like gold sinks and it's all luxurious. There's a carpet in it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm on Elvis's plane and nobody oh else is here. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's honestly, even if you didn't like Elvis, going to Graceland is such a good experience. Um, yeah. It's amazing. And Memphis itself is probably the best night out I've ever had. It's mental. Really? Yeah. It's <laughs> like sort of the really touristy bit, Beale Street, um, but it's full of all these little um, clubs, like little bars that, that have live music on. And like really shit hot musicians. And yeah. everyone's up dancing and stuff. And, you know, you just, everyone's getting hammered and, yeah, it's just it's just great, and it's one of the places I definitely want to go back. But I just love the idea of twenty-one-year-old Rachel out of Manchester and straight to Memphis. I oh love my god, it yeah, I was like, so that's much. where I'm going. That's what I want to do, and it's it's annoying though because I went with my boyfriend at the time, and a lovely bloke. Um, but obviously, we're young. We didn't stay together, but he after the breakup, he still had all the photographs. And after we'd broken up, oh. I was like, I can't, like, I've not spoken to him for ages. Like, shit, he's still got the photographs of Memphis. And I was like, ah. Oh. And then I was like, oh, I can't really ask him. And I bumped into him a few years ago in a pub in Manchester. And I went, I went up and I was like, oh, hello, how are you? And we had a chat. Um, and he, I said, oh, have you still got those photographs? Of... <laughs> and we went to Graceland. And he was like, oh, probably somewhere I'll have a look. But never heard anything back. Um, oh, no. So you've got no, have you got any memories of being, or oh, you've got, got memories um, of being, but photos I've, got, um, I've still got um the tickets the when i went i've still got some souvenirs i've still got a pair of pajama bottoms that i bought that i still wear with um, elvis on with elvis on them yeah the gift shops Lovely. oh my god it is something else like uh it it's amazing like any shit with elvis on you can get it's phenomenal like i, I couldn't believe it. like christmas baubles pajama bottoms cutlery you name it They've got it, and it's it's just brilliant, brilliant. What, I mean, what made you go for the pajama bottoms? I mean, not what I thought I'd ask if yeah. someone told me about bringing Elvis back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, like, I thought. I mean, at the time, you know, like now, you can get anything with anything on that you want. So at the time mm. when I was twenty-one, like, internet shopping wasn't really a thing. So I was like, oh my god, pajama bottoms with Elvis on. Have you ever seen such a thing? I have to have them. Um, I also bought, and I've still got that as well. It's like a a sun visor, a gold sun visor with Elvis's like signature on it. That's um, amazing for whenever you retire to Florida or end up in Vegas. Exactly, exactly. What else have I got? Oh, I've got so much shit, and I, I did buy quite a lot of stuff from there. Um, but I'd, yeah, I just really want to go back. That's that, I think that's on my list. The fact that you were that into him, that, that at 21, that's where you wanted to go, is so, I don't know, it's so good. It's such a pure and clear sort of idol of yours then, even at that yes. age to know it. It's so good. Yeah. So, like, I've, I mean, I've loved Elvis for probably since, probably as long as I've loved Oasis for, which is bloody decades now. Yeah. Um, yeah, lo- love. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, like, with Elvis, it's like, who doesn't like one Elvis? There's got to be an Elvis on you, like, who yeah. it also is so recognizable even now. Yeah. So my nephews know who Elvis is. You're right. One of the obviously one of the most famous people that's ever lived. You just know 
of Elvis. You don't, you don't know when you've learned about Elvis. You don't know the first time you heard of it. You just know Elvis, like the Beatles, was just always around. Yes, exactly. You just know Elvis. And I, like, still love him. Still, um, also, you know, there's all these things now that Elvis was problematic. It's like, all right, who fucking is? And, you know, we start, we start writing everyone off for, for you know, oh, all right, no. yeah. He was with Priscilla when she was 14. We all know that. But... I really fucking like the music and I like his costumes. And yeah. I can't, I'm sorry, but there you go. The, the amazing thing is um, is when, when they tried to cancel John Wayne and I'm oh, like, God. are you telling me that this <laughs> cowboy born in 1930 and you're telling me that he, he, he might have been a bit homophobic? <laughs> saying, yeah, exactly. Sorry, he wasn't. It wasn't woke culture for John Wayne. Like, I see. I, I think about this all the time. And I, I wonder, like, what? What is? When is it gonna? I mean, you can't expect. I mean, for example, that like Charlie Chaplin as well. Mm. Um, I was listening to a podcast about him. He was a bit of a thing, but also he was a Victorian man. So, know <laughs> yeah. what standards we we we're supposed to? hold these people to anymore yeah. you know it's it it's it's bizarre but yeah when people go oh, well you know elvis and 14 it's like yeah all right we know that and i'm not saying it's right but mm. i am going to overlook it i'm afraid um, yeah and i think in a more positive light we should go wow isn't it amazing that that's somebody that we still admire but how far we've now come that we've now learned this much it's like you're allowed yeah. to learn things people have learned things like like your own parents wouldn't have known certain things because there's certain things weren't bad then that aren't yeah. like laws change rules change culture changes so it's like it's good to learn it's a bit like i wouldn't expect the most woke person i know to walk into nasa and, ex- and expect just to learn how to use everything i'd go no you'd have to yeah. learn and you'd become exactly, a smarter yeah. person and then you yeah. go great now 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 i'm a better person and now i understand this i'm not yeah, expecting exactly. to walk in and go you don't know how to use a rocket that's weird these are dudes. It's, it's like as well when you know people talk about Marlon Brando being you know a wrong gun and stuff and it's like yeah I mean again a man who was born in whatever decade it was but yeah. I mean you know, and it's like you know Kevin Spacey being a wrong gun yeah he's you can't make excuses for him because we're living in a modern time and he's still behaving yeah. like a complete creep but yeah you, you can't go what, what do you want to do dig these people up and give him a telling up. <laughs> yeah, I know Elvis had his faults, but I like his music and I like his costumes and I like his general vibe, so I'm yeah, going to The other thing is, as well, this super woke culture, What this almost contradictory, because what they'll do is they'll all be, if you're super woke, you will be against, of course, you'd be against public executions. You mm. happily drag someone through the dirt on social media. <laughs> You also you'd be the first to admit that somebody who'd been to prison and had left had done their time and therefore had changed. So that person is allowed to learn as long as yes. they've done it behind a wall. But people aren't allowed just to have learned over time without having been punished for something. Yeah, it's all, exactly. It's all a mess. It's all contradictory. It doesn't make any oh. sense. Also, do you know when I when, I know this gonna sound really awful, but when I see somebody who's so fucking obsessed with being so woke and so. Mm. I'm, aren't I great? And sharing things and sharing things all the time. I'm like, what the fuck are you hiding you? Yes, exactly. Like, what are you up to? Yeah. And, and, I, and I know it's terrible to think like that. And what I don't understand is like, especially with comedians now, I don't know what people expect from us. Like, 
my job is to be funny. Mm. And, you know, if I've got a point to make, fine, I'll make it in a funny way. I don't really have any point to make, and I'm not a political comedian or anything, but some, it's like sometimes I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. every day there's a new kind of like, actually, has everyone thought about this? Can you sign this petition? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh my God. And I'm like, can everyone just chill out? Because yeah. you... You're meant to be funny, you're meant to, but you're not saying anything funny. You're just constantly bollocking everybody for not being aware of everything. The interesting one is um, Michael Jackson, isn't it? I mean, that's the one. Where do people stand on that? Because Michael Jackson was a wrong gun. Um, but the tunes, some great fucking tunes there. I mean... No, it's, I, and the way I put it is this. If you went out for dinner and when you were there in the restaurant, you found out that... Uh, John Ford. Was it John Ford who created the Ford car? I'll get it. If it's about so, yeah, yeah. he he was a wrong one. And I'd driven there on my Ford. Do I then go, I'm going to have to get an Uber home? <laughs> I will never Where drive around walking everywhere. Yeah, you, you yeah, can't. I mean, If James Dyson did something wrong, am I going to go, well, you have to hand that back then. Get out of the Henry. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Once you start, it never ends anywhere. And I'm not saying people shouldn't be held account. What I'm mm. saying is, can we all fucking chill out? Because... You know, if you start picking at everything in the world, yeah, we're going to have nothing to enjoy. Yeah, you know? exactly. I'm not going to have people come over for a dinner party and then they go, "Where's the table?" And I go, "I'm so sorry, the carpenter who made it's been arrested. He's been put in prison. So I had to burn the thing. Like we're allowed to keep the work." <laughs> okay, bring it back to Elvis. One thing, Elvis is there. He can't believe he's back either. So he says to Rachel and Danny. The outfit guest hasn't turned up yet. He says, go on then, one song, I'll play it. What do you want? Oh, I'd like Don't Be Cruel. Straight in. Which one's yeah. Don't Be Cruel? Should I know that? Is that that's not uh, one of the big ones, is it? It's a popular one, yeah. Don't be oh. cruel to a heart that's true. I can't sing, so that's terrible. It might not sound right. Uh, hey, but but proper... Again, I knew who you were doing. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. It's, uh, it's just a good tune. And also, I don't. Elvis wouldn't give a shit about the food either. He'd just, he just want a burger. He'd be like... Oh, yeah, yeah I think so far burgers is probably going to go down very well. Yeah, I don't think Elvis would be in a fine dining. He wants fries, burgers, and he wants a lot of it as well. Also, I think Elvis, I think, I think Elvis would really enjoy, like, um, I think he'd really enjoy, like, a Chinese as well. Or I think he'd enjoy, oh. I think he'd enjoy a curry, because, you know, curry's not that popular in America, is it? And I don't I no, think Elvis that's true. Ever, I don't think he did, but I bet he'd love it. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Love that. Lovely choice. <laughs> I always go afterwards, but now I do, I, and I generally do do it. If I speak to somebody, I've then gone and sort of watched films that we've spoken about or, or watched or, or read books from the people we spoke about. And I mean, usually it's people I've never heard of. And this time it's great. I'm just going to go and enjoy some Elvis. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Another knock at the door. <gasps> Third, final guest of the evening. Fictional guest. People do say this is the toughest one. What was your yes. toughest one so far? This is the one. Uh, ooh, I think they've all been a bit tough, but I just went with my heart on all of them. As you so always I thought, should. don't overthink it. I thought, don't be one of those that goes, I'd really like Malala to be a guest. Um, I thought, <laughs> go with your heart. Who would you really, really want? Yeah. And uh, I actually changed my mind on the fictional one. Oh. Uh, and when I decided who I wanted, I was like, perfect. Lovely. Yeah. Who's here? It's George Costanza from Seinfeld. Oh my god! Absolutely incredible. <laughs> yes, I've been binging Seinfeld. I've watched oh, I've been two episodes it today. It's amazing. It's one. It's a, probably the best sitcom. When he says, "I've never had plans where I haven't wanted the other person to cancel," <laughs> he's such a funny character. Um, yeah, and also Seinfeld. There are so many good characters in it. Um, yes, it's effortless. Yeah, they're all funny characters. Like, George's parents are funny, oh. but George Costanza is one of the most perfect sitcom characters ever. He's neurotic, he's a hypochondriac, he's, he's rude, um, <laughs> petty, a loser, yeah. but he's brilliant. He he's is. just so funny. I think everybody would have to admit, whoever watched that show, even though they've got sort of enough characters for everybody, and I'm sure we're sort of a bit like in, you know, The Office, you're supposed to be a certain character, and, you know, you're sort of, they're normal, everyone else around them is weird. I'm sure we're supposed to be Seinfeld, and everyone around is just a little bit more nuanced, a little bit more crazy than him. I think everybody actually really is George. Everybody's oh, George Costanza. 100%. So uh, a friend of mine, I think you know him, Will Duggan, Comedian. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is George Costanza. <laughs> and, but there's so many people that you're like, oh my god, they're George. Uh, or sometimes you'll do something, you're like, oh my god, I sound like George Costanza. Yeah. Um, for some it reason, is. my mom is a she's a huge Seinfeld fan, huge fan. And oh. in fact, it was my mum that got me into Seinfeld. My mum was a really big comedy fan, more of a comedy fan than I am, to be fair. And um, she, um, she's when it was Seinfeld first started, it was on BBC Two. And it was on, I think it was Tuesday nights, and it was on after Twin Peaks. So Tuesday night was the oh, night wow. when I was really young that it was like, you're allowed to, to watch these two things. So I watched Twin Peaks, which scared the shit out of me. And then Seinfeld was on after it, and I loved it. It was like every Tuesday night, I'd be like, oh, Seinfeld's on set. And it used to be on really late. I think it was like half past 10 or 11, something like that. And I, I just thought it was the funniest thing. And my mum started videoing it as well. So we had like, you know, we had oh, a little collection of Seinfeld stuff. Right. And it's just it's just one of those things that's always been around. And yeah. but even now when I watch it, it's still funny. So I got my boyfriend into it during um probably about a couple of months ago, just at the ass end of you know, sort of the ass end of this lockdown kind of thing. And he's yeah. like, because we can never agree on anything to watch, because I always watch horror films and stuff. And he oh. likes serious documentaries. 
And then I said, oh, why don't you try Seinfeld? And he's like, oh, I've never seen it. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Oh, and, lovely. And how lovely when you get to show someone something. I know. I know. So I bought him the the DVDs because it was it was cheaper than putting it on on Amazon. There you go. And um, <laughs> he, uh, he um, he's got he's got addicted to it. But he was saying to me, he was like, I was just thinking about George Costanza. He's really like Will, isn't he? I was like, oh my God, yes, it's Will. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I love it when someone else finds something and agrees as well. And you're like, I knew it just wasn't in my head. Yeah, he's Will. But it, I just, I love it. It's amazing. It's such a funny sitcom. Also, they are, they're like 20 minute episodes, aren't they? But so much happens yeah. in the episode. It, I don't know, it feels like longer, but also it goes quick. And I don't know how, I don't know how I, to explain that. I don't know if it's so layered with the because I guess you've got four characters and ultimately they've all got like a storyline. Even if the story is the same, for example, they're all in the car park. Everybody has a storyline. For that, that that one, for example, Elaine's got the goldfish. Crane uh, uh, was gone off. He's got the air conditioner. George's parents are waiting for him, and he's going to be late, and they hate it when he's late. He's going <laughs> to get in trouble. Every and, and and Jerry needs a wee. So it's like. <laughs> Everything is so fast and so, and it's almost like I've I thought that the same. I've, I've been like, I mean, if this was me writing this. I think I would have taken two of those storylines and said, I'll have that for the next episode. Just yeah, yeah, Because yeah. everyone, they've had to put so much work into it. Yeah, it's amazing. There's just so many things happening in it. And it's one of my favorite ones is when Elaine goes out with um, Puddy. Yeah. And then, and then they're coming back from Paris, I think it is, on the plane. And uh, she goes, Oh, you're just going to stare at that headrest for the next seven hours. He's like, Yeah, that's right. And he just stares at the seat in front for seven hours. It's just really funny. And you know, my boyfriend's got so into it. And it's like, he keeps talking to me about it. I'm like, yeah, mate, I know. I've been watching it. <laughs> he's like, he's annoying. He's recommended it to all the people. Like, he's discovered it. Incredible. And, I mean, George is, you know, such a funny, funny character. And also the writing in Seinfeld. Elaine's funny. Yeah. Everyone is, like, equal. I mean, Elaine's yes. probably one of the... the the fe- like one of the best female sitcom characters of all time. Like she's got her own yeah. line, she's her own Great thing. Show. It's you know that she's completely equal to completely all the men. Level. Yeah, she's completely hilarious. I mean that episode where she dances. Oh my yeah. god! Amazing. I remember seeing that for the first time, and I was crying, crying, <laughs> laughing. Um, I just think George would be a really good guest because you just know he'd find fault with something. Like he'd hate the food or he'd be yeah. allergic to the food or, you know, he'd want to be somewhere else. Imagine, I can imagine now, uh, Jerry and Elaine are sat in Jerry's apartment and uh, George just walks in, slams the door. They're like, how's the dinner party? He just goes, Elvis turned up. Yeah. <laughs> He's absolutely <laughs> livid. <laughs> and Jerry looks at Elaine and smiles and's like, what's happened? He goes, now, whenever I meet somebody, they're going to ask about what was the, you know, is he ever going to say no dinner party is ever going to live up to that? And so now my life is downhill from here. My life has peaked too soon. Or whenever he meets somebody, he's going to feel the need to tell them that he's met Elvis. And then anything he says to them after that will be disappointed. Like, he would find. Perfect. You see, exactly. And then you have Kramer coming in and he'd say, oh, what's happened? And he'd be like, uh, oh, he's met Elvis. He's like, oh, I knew, I know Elvis. He'd be like, he didn't know him. He'd probably like fix his car or something, or you know, have some connection to him. But yeah, George is so funny. Just a brilliant character. Oh, that's such a good choice. I love that. Anyone so who much. hasn't seen Seinfeld, though, I am so jealous of them. 
They're all on um, 4OD. That's got them all uh, Oh, yeah, 4OD. Oh, bloody hell, there you go. I splashed out on the DVDs like it's yeah. five years ago. I, sh- I didn't know whether I should break that to you. Because it, I, as far as I know, I don't think it was ever that big here, which is so funny when huge American sitcoms just, you know, like everybody that was Raymond just seemed to be on at eight o'clock in the morning before yeah, school, yeah. and that was it. Um, yeah. And then even sort of King of Queens was, was before that. Oh, God, and yeah. Seinfeld, it just never... And so I discovered Seinfeld when I, I lived in Canada. I knew of it, but I'd never properly watched it until then. And um, uh, my mum's best friend, Sue, they, she lives in Canada. And she said that when the final was on, they all went to, um, it was shown in like pubs and bars, the final episode. Yeah. That's how big it was. Like millions yeah. of people, like it's, it's bigger than Friends. Like we'd, we'd, over here, you just assume that Friends was the biggest thing. But it's so much bigger than that. So also, I didn't really like the last episode of Seinfeld. I thought it was a real, real bit of a letdown. Oh, but, really? And, and like last year, I think it was, Jerry Seinfeld did a warm-up gig at Soho Theatre. So oh. my, my, uh, the, the person, Live Nation, who produced our podcast tours, sent mm. me an email and were like, oh, there's this Jerry Seinfeld's in a warm-up week tomorrow at Soho <sighs> Theatre. You can't say anything. So there was me. Also, nobody wanted to sit on the front row, right? Fucking Jerry Seinfeld, I'm sitting on the front row. This is yeah. this is insane. So, so Jerry Seinfeld comes out and says, oh, fucking hell, it's Jerry Seinfeld. I'm on the front row. This is amazing. So he comes out and says, oh, hello. Oh, you ladies look nice. I'm like, oh, my God, Jerry. And you were um, like, we don't believe it's you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, but then at the end, he was like, any questions? So I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to ask him a question. I thought, nah. went, oh, yeah. I went, hello, Jerry. Uh, I said, uh, <laughs> were you happy with the last episode of Seinfeld? Which I think is a fair question. Well, he said, oh, yeah, bye-bye. He, he said, yeah, so I guess I'm happy with it. You know, well, typical Jerry Seinfeld. Now, Chortle, the, the, the comedy website, for mm. some reason, decided to review that people had asked questions. It said, Rachel Fairburn, Rather cheekily asked Jerry Seinfeld if he was happy with. So fuck off, Steve Bennett. That anyway, is very unfair for you to get unfair. a review mention as an audience member. Yeah, I asked him nicely, like, and yeah. he responded nicely. So someone messaged me the next day and was like, "Oh my god, did you go and see Seinfeld last night?" I was like, "How do you know I went to see Seinfeld?" And they said, "Oh, we've just seen Chortle have done a little review of it." And I was like, "Well, well, what have I been mentioned?" So I looked, and then. I felt like shit because I thought, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've done something wrong. And I felt really bad. And then sort of asked, asked Kiri, I was like, did it? She went, no. She went, you asked a fair question. He mm. answered really nicely. I, she went, I don't understand why that would even be mentioned that you said it cheekily. Like, she went, you asked really nicely. What I really hope happens now is that I come to one of the Edinburgh Fringe shows and Bennett's in there. And right at the end, I'll just put my hand up and go, Wait, you're going to just ask, were you happy with the last episode of Seinfeld? <laughs> I would love that. I think, funnily enough, he talks about when he got reviewed in the UK, doesn't he? Because it's not really a thing in America. Yeah, they don't really now, do it, does it? But they don't really review it. And, and he remembers saying that he was like, he'd seen it come through and he was like, someone asked him what he thought about this sort of negative review he'd had. I don't know what, and he went... When it came out, I was on the plane home. I'd done two <laughs> nights. It meant nothing to me. Just amazing. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's, he's he one of those care. people, isn't he? When he speaks, you know he means his answer. Yeah. He really yeah. ponders. There's a bit where he's talking to comedians in cars getting coffee. 
and he's talking to Zach Galifianakis. And Zach Galifianakis says, since I've become famous, I find it harder now just to observe people and be a bit uh, sort of hidden and observe other people. And Jerry looks at him and says, I disagree with every word you just said. And it's like, (laughs) because he knows what he thinks about everything so precisely. Yes. And I just thought, you know, it it was such an Mm. iconic TV series that the last episode of it has to be, you know, it's the the, the full stop. I I thought he might have said, you know, yeah, I was happy with it. Um, Oh, we should have done this differently or whatever. Fair question, Rachel. Right. Such good choices. We now have to go through who I chose for you. Oh, okay. Come on. This will be interesting. So for a live, uh, a choice between two, which I think maybe gives it away, but I ended up going with uh, Liam Gallagher. Ah, okay. I knew, I knew you'd go for that. Um, I have the same answer as Paul McCaffrey for this. I love Liam Gallagher and I love Noel Gallagher and I'm a huge Oasis fan, but I don't want to have dinner. I want to hang out with him in an environment where it's like, we're in the pub. We've, we're going to have a pint. We're going to have a laugh. That's that's the environment I want him in. Perfect. For Dead, which I found Ooh. very tough, I actually went with um, Doris Day. Oh. I You tweeted, I think a fair few years ago, like a video of hers or a YouTube video linked to something she had done. Does that ring a bell? It does ring a bell. I think she is such an incredible amazing person who achieved so much from like having her own sitcom having huge songs being oscar nominated she like literally worked with them all yeah i like doris day but i'm more uh, i'm a very i'm a big elizabeth taylor fan as well so i was kind of like oh would i want would i want liz taylor there um also i I wanted to pick oliver reed i wanted to pick oh right a bit more i want yeah i want this keith moon that kind of thing you know i like a bit of i like a bit of rock and roll about a person and doris day was very nice very sweet um but uh i wouldn't want her at a dinner party I, I i will pull you up on that comment to say that you also did choose george costanza <laughs> yeah that is true <laughs> <laughs> but i reckon elvis is doing a lot of the heavy lifting with the rock and roll stuff there so he's doing a lot of heavy lifting <laughs> absolutely <laughs> And then for fictional, uh, I went with um, Ian Malcolm, Jeff Golden from Jurassic Park. Oh my God. That is insane because that was going to be one of my, I was, uh, that actually was one of my. Um, no way. Oh. And I was thinking about it and then I was like, oh, Malcolm. Because um, also the Ian Malcolm from the book is very different from the Ian Malcolm in the film. Yes. So uh, the book Jurassic, have you read Jurassic Park? Yes, yeah. Oh my God, it's, if the film was like the book, I mean, I love the film anyway, but if the film was like the book, it'd be so violent and... Yeah. Brilliant. And he's such a different character in the book from uh, the film. So it depends which one you want. I think the film one would be more fun. Yes, I think so. I've, I've actually always surprised nobody's gone back and made the book one. Um, yeah, I'd love that. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? In a similar way that they've sort of they've made like Batman darker and they've done more things with it. I just feel like if somebody did, it would be actually really interesting and exciting. Um, yes. They did so much with it. I, I, I think I'm right in this, in that uh, he didn't actually... So he dies in the book, 
but in the film because he's, he was so popular in the sequel they just made sure he just miraculously survived uh, he, he in the book though he uh he he hasn't died isn't that right oh but we we're, yeah. we're led to believe he's about to we're led to believe and then um the lost world he's back right because Spoiler alert <laughs> He's just, he became like the main character, didn't he? He's so yes. good. Yeah, he's a great character, yeah. Right. We now have the tough choice. And this is genuinely often it gets to this point and we sort of know where we're leaning towards. This is a big one uh, mm. for dinner party. I think dead is certainly, I think, edging it for me. But yes. it's your choice and we work together. I think it's going to have to be Elvis, isn't it? I mean, I, as much as yeah. Danny Dyer would be a delight, as much as George Costanza would be irritating and hilarious, you don't get bigger than Elvis, do you? And if this is the ultimate <laughs> dinner party, you've, it's got to be Elvis. has I, to be Elvis. Danny Dyer, I don't know how he'd react to the news. George Costanza, if he turned up to a dinner party and he found out he'd been chosen to be there over Elvis, it would completely break him. You didn't know what to do. What do you mean? It was me instead of Elvis? Yeah, it would be insane. Yeah, Danny Dyer would be like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I get it. George Costanza would have a mental breakdown. Yeah, um, exactly. But also I think as well, it'd really make other guests have to up their game because if you go into a dinner party and Elvis is going to be there, you're going to have to be the best you're gonna to have to be the best of you you've got to really deliver that evening 100 percent. because we've had this discussion on the podcast a few times where people have said about big people who maybe like for example uh liam gallagher or like bob dylan who would be amazing to meet but would you want them at a dinner party do you reckon elvis brings everything to the dinner party yeah he'd give you some songs he'd enjoy his food <laughs> He'd tell you some stories. He'd wear something snazzy. Yeah. Hand the women. It'd intimidate the men. Oh, perfect. And on, I'll be honest, I can't wait to see Joanna Lumley interact with Elvis Presley. Oh, my God. Me neither. Perfect. What a night. What a shame it's never oh. going to happen. <laughs> well, we, we, you never know. As, as uh, Ian Malcolm once said, life finds a way. Oh, my God, doesn't it just? <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on. I've had a um, great time. Your podcast. Yes. All killer, no filler. Yes. That's where people can uh, find you. Very that's where they can well find, worth they can, a listen. You can find me on there. Uh, that's out. There's a new one out at the moment, which came out the other day. And there's, I mean, there's loads of episodes. If, you, if you're interested in serial killers, uh, you can start from the very beginning where it's quite clear that me and Kiri, uh, who I write and host it with, don't know each other that very, very well. And it's oh, like, really? Yeah. So if you're serial killers or just two women being obnoxious. Or both. I mean, yes. it's both. Your, your world's really come together there. Um, <laughs> and on the socials? At, just at Rachel Fairburn. At, just at Rachel Fairburn on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and uh, Facebook, which nobody really uses anymore, do they? Amazing. Thank you so much. And hopefully Thank we'll get together again soon because it's literally yeah, almost been four years. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it. Um, but yeah, lovely. Thank you for having me. So that was Rachel. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you agreed with our decision. Again, I mean, very hard to argue against Elvis, but uh, a really good episode. 
please remember to uh, share it or tweet about it, Instagram about it, do whatever you can. Um, Thanks so much for listening and for downloading. And as always, I will be back next week with another episode. Bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.